welcome to the Haunted Ride. Hello everyone and welcome to the Haunted Ride. I'm your host Melissa Cummins and thank you for joining me today. So I hope that you guys are having a great day. I hope you have your snacks and tea. I just recorded, well yesterday, I recorded the first true crime episode for the podcast. It was on Henry Lee Lucas and Otis Toole. Um, If you guys are interested, the only way to listen to that episode is to be a part of our Patreon. The tier is $10 a month, but it is part of our Patreon, and um, it's something that I'm going to be doing once a month on the second Saturday of every month. It'll be released pretty much sort of randomly in the day. I I want it to be a more laid-back sort of episode than these uh, typical episodes, which are released, you know, they're actually released at midnight on Monday. So they're out there for you guys to listen to pretty early. I try to do that just to make sure that, you know, people who are in a different time zone than I am can have access to the episode if it's something that they're looking for. I know uh, I've got quite a couple friends that are on the other side of of the world. So when I'm asleep, they're awake. <laughs> it's if I have the podcast out by that time, I kind of think that it's just easier for everybody. And that way, if you wake up and you're like, hey, I want to listen to The Haunted Ride, which if you have the thought, thank you, because it's amazing. You can do it. That's out. Uh, also, you know, send in your ghost story your paranormal experience, anything that you've had happen to you like that. If you have a question, if you have a topic that you'd like me to cover, uh, from meditation to, I know astral projection has been a really big topic lately. Ghost of the Night, Phil Sams actually did an episode with me and, um, we talked about that and we've got another episode. I think he's releasing it maybe this Tuesday. I'm not sure, but we talked about two different topics and one was astral projection So if you want to hear a little bit more about my experiences with that, head on over to his podcast. And um, he's already got that episode out and it was a great episode. So I had a lot of fun with it. I had a lot of fun with him. I appreciated the fact that he, um, he's always very, like he has his own opinions and I appreciate that, but he's also willing to be really open-minded and just like sit down and talk with you. If you're new to the podcast, he's the first person I've ever interviewed with and He just made it really warm and very welcoming, and he was on it, and it was a great time, and it's been a, he's been a great support to the podcast, and I support his podcast 150%, so listen to him. Also, subscribe. Subscribing is really important because, unless I hear from you guys, I don't really know that you're out there. I I mean, I see the amount of downloads that we get from each podcast episode, so that's helpful. I don't tend to listen or I don't tend to look at whether someone listened through the whole episode or they just started or anything, because to me, anyone coming to the podcast, whether they, you know, stayed around and listened to a whole episode or not, um, they're important to me because they came, you know, they tried. But the only real way is to have communication with you guys is if I hear from you guys. So if you're too shy to send something in, I completely 110% understand that, um, and I wouldn't want you to be outside of your comfort zone. But if you are able to subscribe to the podcast, it kind of lets me know, like, hey, like, people are out there and people really do like this. This is supposed to be a community, and it's it's the only real way for me to know that there's a community here and, and that it's building. 
Um, I believe it's building from the downloads and everything like that, but the only real way for me to know is really by being able to connect with you guys. I also have to do a very special shout out to Alice Jade, who donated to our Patreon, and so she is able to listen to the true crime episode. Um, Alice has written in to this podcast twice. She's written me emails. Um, we've corresponded back and forth a bit, and I really appreciate her so much. I just, when I saw that email come through that somebody donated and that she had done it, I basically jumped for joy and I couldn't stop smiling. I could not keep the smile off my face. I did the whole giddy, like, kick your legs a million times and actually you're about to stomp a hole through the ground because I was, you know, bouncing all over the place. Just thank you so much, Alice, and you deserve a shout out. So thank you so much. All right. Now that we've covered everything, <laughs> I mean, technically speaking, these like beginning parts of the episodes, they're getting smaller. So, <laughs> but we always have a lot to cover, which is important. We're going to take a really quick break. I'm going to play you guys a little promo. And um, when we come back, we will talk about the ghost of St. Augustine, part one. Obscure cases, lesser-known crimes, horrific incidents hardly if ever covered before. Uncovering and exposing all of these is the modus operandi of what every of Myth and Mercy podcast episode aims to do. My name is Cassandra, and I invite you to check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Check out our website at ofmythandmercy.com. Listen in and remember the question that Charles Bukowski asked. Mercy, I ask? Mercy? What does the human race know about mercy? Okay, so we're back. This episode has been, I really wanted to get back to actually talking about ghost experiences because I've now gotten used to sharing my ghost experiences with you guys and I'm a little less shy and nervous about it than I was before. I was like, yes, like I want to share a ghost story with you guys, but I haven't <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. I was just like, you know what, let's just take it back to the beginning and we'll talk about some more ghost stories. I ended everything with the haunted house, which is amazing and great. I sort of thought about it, and the next place to talk about was St. Augustine. I think of me and mentioned that I was born and raised in Florida, North Florida, uh, Jacksonville, and then St. Augustine. I think that regardless if the house had been haunted or not in Jacksonville, that I would have the I would still have the same abilities that I have now. I'm not sure that I would have the same faith in them or be able to have any faith in them because I wouldn't have like practical examples. But I do know that as a kid before any of these things ever happened, I was really, I was really just in tune with like the supernatural world. But of course I lived in a haunted house, which means that I had the experiences and I kind of had to say, okay, if I feel something, then that's why I feel it. If I have this random thought, then this is why I have this random thought. It doesn't remove the skepticism of like, hey, you know, it could be this, or it could be that, or it could whatever. But I am also more open to the possibility that if it's something I felt before, and this is just how it seems to work, that's what works for me. So I have to acknowledge and accept that. Uh, I think I gave the example about a phone call. If you think that you're going to get a phone call by a certain period of time and you get that phone call by a certain period of time, 
you didn't have a meeting in place for the phone call. You didn't have, there was no real reason why you knew you were going to get the phone call by that period of time. No facts that you could back up. You just had a feeling. You just had an inkling. Um, I think that skeptically you'd be like, oh, okay, you know, I just guess I was on the ball today and, you know, sweet. But where I've become more open and accepting is that I knew that information for a reason. So in some way, it's going to impact me. No matter what the phone call is about, it will impact me and change something in me. So I have to take note that this is going to happen, understand it's going to happen by such and such a time, and just sort of accept it and go, all right, cool. I mean, like, it's not, I don't, like, I don't look at everything that happens to me as, like, this huge, like, oh my god occurrence. I don't immediately jump that it's supernatural, but I do understand um, because I have so many abilities, I do understand when some things I would love to just sit there and be like, eh, you know, probably, maybe that didn't happen. But I, I, you know inside when something does. So to further sort of help you guys understand why I say that no matter what, I would have always had those abilities, um, we're going to talk about my first ever experience. Now this experience, I don't, I don't remember this experience, but I've always had this weird familiarity with the fort in St. Augustine. I've always just felt a little wary of it. I don't want to get too close to it. I always feel like there's things there and I'm, it's almost like, um, like something's surrounded by a giant bubble and that I am pushing against that bubble, um, anytime I come near it. And I can see through the bubble and I can see everything going on and I can feel it 110%, but it can't get to me. But if I'm not careful and I go inside of that bubble, then I can't. That's how I always feel whenever I come towards the fort. And I felt this um, from before the first time I remember going to the fort. So this actual story is from when I was a toddler. And I don't think I've told it. I know I told it on Phil's podcast, but I don't think I've told it here. Uh, maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> for some for some reason, I have this feeling like I may have said something about it. And I'm trying to figure out if there was a reason why. I'm sure there was a reason or I was rambling. Who knows? And either way, you guys are going to get it again. Sorry if I didn't say it. Uh, when I was a toddler, um, my mother and my grandmother brought me to the fort and I was in my stroller, and I was not a talker at the time, so I wouldn't make full sentences or anything like that. They were really concerned, actually, about why was I not talking. Uh, but I was always, even before that, I was always, like, as a baby, I would stare off into the distance randomly. Just do, like, the same things that you always, you always hear of in paranormal stories when they say they have kids and their child likes to stare off in the distance or point to something or something like that. I don't remember ever having like a friend or re I don't remember ever seeing anything as like a baby or, you know, anything younger than one years old. Even two, I remember like random things, which don't make any sense to me, but I just, I have a really, really good memory. So that's probably why I remember from that early of a stage. Uh, but I don't remember this occurrence, but I do remember the feeling, if that makes any sense. And I think this is what began my feelings with the fort. So, you know, we're there. We're outside of the fort at this time. We had not gone in. I don't know if we were planning on going in or what, but we were outside of it. And 
I just, my, my mother and my grandmother are talking and I just start babbling like crazy. And I'm talking and I'm talking and I'm talking. And then I begin to say like legitimate words, like no, yes, yes, no, kind of things in my like, you know, toddlery self. And my mother looks at my grandmother and my grandmother looks at my mother like, what the fuck's going on? And my mother goes, who is she talking to? There's no one there. And my grandmother looks at me and she's just kind of like, well, she's talking to someone. And she's obviously having a conversation with someone. And I start laughing and I'm like having like a full fledged on like conversation with someone and no one's there. No one was near us. No one was around us. No one was anywhere near us. So my grandmother bends over to me and she goes, she asked me about it. She asked me, who am I talking to? Or my, or either my mother or my grandmother asked me, who am I talking to? And I said, the man. And I'm, you know, still talking with the man and having a great time with the man and having a full-fledged conversation and laughing and carrying on and having a great old time. And so my grandmother had the foresight to say, mommy, because that's what she would call me. She said, um, we're going now. Tell the man goodbye. And I said, okay, bye-bye. And we turned and we left and we went back home. I think it's really important that my grandmother clearly believes me. And that um, it's the recollection that I've told the story, I swear to God, is coming back. Because I feel like I followed it up with, I love the fact that my mother never believed a single supernatural paranormal experience that happened in life. She still doesn't believe it to this day. But that happened clearly in front of her. She was so bewildered by it. And my grandmother full out believed me because I was just sitting there talking to a man. And I was saying words that I didn't know how to say in response to him. So that was my first occurrence of the fort. We went back when I was seven or so and we went on a tour. And when you go on the tour, they like walk you through this like a hallway thing and you come into some of the rooms and they tell you things about the rooms, but it was like, it was almost like I couldn't hear. Like, so at this point, I don't know that I have any abilities. I don't know that this thing happened as a kid. I just know that I have a very huge affinity for elements, um, particularly like the wind and the rain and lightning. And for me, like, if you can find me anywhere, the one place you could always find me would be in the kitchen, staring outside the sliding glass door. I would just have my hand on the door and be staring outside, and I'd stay like that for hours. I would just, that was my favorite thing to do. Even to this day, whenever I feel really riled up, I do the exact same thing. I will just stare outside, not even really watching anything. It's just like I connect with something outside, and it helps bring me peace. So I would do that all the time. I didn't know I had any abilities, obviously, at this point in time. I don't even think there was anything supernatural related on TV at this point in time for me to watch. So we go to the fort and, you know, we're walking around and it was like, like the guy, I, I remember it was a man who was talking. He was guiding the, the whole walkthrough tour of the fort. And it was like his voice, like, almost kind of disappeared. Like, he was there, but it was like I couldn't hear him anymore. But instead I could hear this other thing that was just in the corner of the room. It stood up, and it kind of ran at me. And then it stopped. Like, it stopped right in front of me, 
And then it was kind of like yelling at me, but I didn't understand why. I could tell what it was wearing. Um, it had tattered clothes. It looked like maybe at, at one point it used to be a uniform, but it looked completely tattered. I, in my mind, I had envisioned him with a hat. He didn't have it anymore. He just was really broken and beaten down and just very tortured, like a, like a tortured soul, really. But the problem was, was that no one else could see him. He wasn't part of the group. He wasn't real. And I could see through him. So that's how I knew he wasn't real. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? Before we, before I had seen this, this being, we were walking towards this room and I was like, I don't want to go in there. I was really clear about how I didn't want to go in there. And my mom's like, well, we have to go because, you know, we're on this tour. We got to go with the tour. And I was like, I don't want to go in there. And she basically was like, stop being ridiculous. Come on, let's go. And I just had this really like negative feeling when I went in there, went in there. So like you had to kind of wind around it. The way that he was leading us was he, he wounded us around it. And, and that's when I saw the thing. And I guess I had stepped out. And it kind of like had a boundary with how far it could come out of where it was. And the person who's taught, who's doing the tour says something about this is where they had, they held the prisoners. And I didn't even hear him. I didn't hear that's what he said. I didn't know that was what he said. I, it was like, I couldn't hear him until we left that spot. And I told my mom, I said, I don't feel comfortable in here. And she's like, okay, let's just finish the tour. I said, no, I don't want to finish the tour. So she kind of dragged me along and then we left. But that man stayed in my, like, my thoughts for a long time. Like, it, it, to the point where it was kind of almost like this repeating circle. And it was like, like, I couldn't forget him. Like, it was just this repeating circle that kept happening in my head for a couple days, really. I think maybe about, like, a week or so. Like, I was really scared of him. Not scared of him, but sort of scared for him. I mean, his his features looked horrible, but he just seemed so tortured. I felt bad for him, but I didn't I didn't want to see him. I didn't want to be anywhere near him, and um, that was the first time really that I had used my abilities that I knew of outside of the house. But I still didn't know. Uh, to be honest, I wanted to believe that I I made up the whole thing. I mean, when I said something about it, that's what everybody else said. So I kind of just wanted to believe that. But I didn't think that was something that I could make up, to be honest with you. And especially because I couldn't hear him say anything about the prison. I couldn't hear him. I couldn't hear that that's the words that came out of his mouth. And that and even I, I, I ended up working down in St. Augustine for a period of time. I, I took some pictures, some portrait pictures for our team website, and they decided they wanted to take them by the fort. And I felt so uncomfortable going there. I still felt that big, like, bubble around the fort, and that in coming in anywhere close to it, it was like I was sort of just, like, asking for whatever I got when I didn't want anything. I didn't want anything from there. We go to the fort again when I'm about 14, and um, at this point, I'm, it was a spur of the moment thing. So we were just walking around Old St. Augustine and I think my mom said to my dad, hey, do you want to go to the fort? And he was like, I've never really been. And she's like, OK, come on, let's go. And I was just like, I don't want to go. And my mom was like, well, come on, you got to go because, you know, there's only three of us and two of us are going in there. 
Now I've got to go. And I felt that same bubble feeling again. So, which I don't really understand why I feel a bubble feeling. I don't know if it means that, I don't think it means like, oh, I don't belong or that I'm not welcome. But I feel like maybe it's more because like the spirits may be trapped there. Like they're not choosing to be there and they're sort of on a recycle. But I think because of all the death and torture that's happened on that fort or near that fort, I mean, there was like a, I don't, I don't remember what it was. I think it was like a riot and someone basically burned down, I want to believe like 40 something odd buildings by that fort. So that fort has seen a lot. And I don't know if because of how I am and, and everything, if that's why I feel this sort of like, I'll keep all my torture in here. If you're walking around, you know, outside of St. Augustine, you're not going to feel anything really. But as you get closer to the, the fort, you feel like something's kind of going, hey, I'm watching you. Like, hey, you need to be careful. Like, hey, like, but I, it's not that I even really feel anything would hurt you. But I just don't feel like it's the type of place, like, I don't particularly think that it should be a visitor attraction. I think that that just is actually disrespectful to the ghosts that are there, to be honest with you. But at this point, I'm 14. We go to the fort. I end up going inside. And I get to the same room. And I remember the room from when I was seven. I was just like, mm -mm, nope. I still felt that thing there. And my dad was like, come on. And I was like, uh-uh, no. He's like, well, what's wrong? I was like, there's something here. And he is like a more spiritual person. So he really believes me. And he's like seen me do things. And he's like, okay, I believe you. And he's like, okay. And he's like, do you want to try to pass by the room? I said, no. I said, because there's worse things down that corridor. And I don't want to be anywhere near here. I said, I'm just going to wait outside. He's like, okay, I'll wait with you. I said, no, no, no. I said, you know, you haven't seen the, the fort. And he's like, eh, it's okay. You know, let, let your mom do it. I'll just stay out here with you. I was like, all right, cool. So he stayed out there with me. And then when my mom came out, she was like, what happened? And I was like, I didn't want to go further into the fort. There's things in there. And she kind of just rolled her eyes at me, but every single time I've gone there, um, even to the most recent date, uh, maybe, when did we go? It was last year. We did not go to the fort, actually. I was across the street from the fort. So, you know, the road's pretty narrow, but the fort has a really big-ass, like, parking lot, and it winds up with the, I forget what they call it, but there's a river there, and it's, oh, a retaining wall for the river. So you can actually walk on the retaining wall for the river. And there's a whole bunch of sand and stuff. So the fort is kind of like all the way back there. So if I'm saying I'm across the street, like I can see the fort. But technically speaking, I'm not in this area of where the bubble is. But because I, and this kind of goes back to something I've said a lot, which is that I tried to hide myself from the supernatural. But if I went to a supernatural place, it didn't change anything. I want to say it was maybe in April. We were across the fort because um, someone that we knew wanted to go go to the Pirates Museum and see what they had there. So we were just waiting outside, chilling out. And I felt so uncomfortable from the fort. It was like the bubble had gotten bigger. Like now the bubble encompassed the grounds and everything else. And I... I don't know if it was just because I could feel it stronger, but it was like I could also see what was in there already. I didn't have to go in there to see it. I didn't have to 
do anything really to see it. I could just feel it immediately. And I, I don't think anyone else has died. I mean, I would like to hope no one else has, you know, accidentally died there or something like that. But it was, I, I didn't want to, I, I felt uncomfortable being across the street from it when normally I only felt uncomfortable when I was essentially in the same lot of it. So I'm talking to my mom and this is when she tells me about when I was a toddler. I was like, are you fucking serious? Like you could have told me this earlier and you've never believed a single thing that happened to me and that happened like plainly in front of you and you still didn't believe it. She's like, well, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and I said, yeah, I said, that fort is not comfortable. I said, even right now, it's not comfortable. She's like, it isn't? I said, no. I said, I'll stay here while they come out of the Pirates Museum. But after that, we're leaving. I'm not staying here by this fort. I said, it's gotten more uncomfortable as the years have gone by. And I, I mean, it could also be that I've gotten stronger because I do know I've gotten stronger. But I, I don't know what affected the fort. Maybe they did some sort of renovation or something and change something and it upset some of the spirits that are there, but it's gotten worse for me anyway. But that is the part one of Ghost of St. Augustine. Part two will be out next week, um, which covers some other occurrences I've had in St. Augustine that are um, surprising and a little horrifying to say the least. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you have a great day. For our one thing that I've learned or one thing that's really like made a difference and helped me be happier is uh, I, I dedicate a lot of myself to tasks, which is fine. But sometimes I dedicate myself to stuff that I don't need to, meaning like it's good to be a hard worker. It's great to be a hard worker. That's a great talent to have. But you also need to know when to leave it alone, when to step away, when to take care of yourself. And that's what I mean by dedication. I tend to, I'm the type of person that if I have a problem, I want to solve it now. And I want to solve it later. And I have a ton of patience. So if it needs later, that's fine. That doesn't bother me. But I don't want to wait till later because in my mind, I'm supposed to be able to do everything to fix it. And sometimes you can't. And sometimes you just need to release and let go. Like, I've had more things sort themselves out, to be honest with you, if I just release them and let go and just accept that, like, it is not, while it involves me, it is not my problem and I'm the only one who can, like, deal with it. And I've, I've needed to take that approach to a lot of things, including... When I, when I'm doing something that's work related, like not, not, I don't mean just like at work. I mean, like even doing this podcast, this podcast is work. You know, I sit down, I write notes, I do marketing. I am on social media. I hate social media, but I'm on it. I have to update stuff. I do the Patreon. I think of new ideas and things that you guys might enjoy. That technically speaking is work. It is, uh, it, it is because I'm dedicated so many hours of, of it. It's not really a hobby. I enjoy it. But I don't, because I'm recording a podcast and I've set a, a, a schedule for myself, I am not just doing it at my leisure pace. There's tons of times where I don't feel well and I still have to record for you guys. Because one, I'm a new podcast. 
Two, I want to make sure that I, like, I want to have episodes every week. I don't like skipping a week. When I skipped the week for Christmas, I felt so weird. But I needed to do that. I needed to do it because I had other obligations and other things that I needed to be responsible for. And you guys didn't seem to hate me about it, which I appreciate. But, you know, in this too, it's kind of like, okay, well, yes, it's great to dedicate my time to it. But but I also need to understand that if I need a second to like, you know, step back, then I just need to step back. I just need to step back. The social media can wait till tomorrow. The follower thing can wait till tomorrow. Like, just chill out, read a book. Like, I have been doing so much more reading this year. I've already finished my first book. I'm about to start a second one, probably, honestly, probably today or tomorrow, depending on how editing goes. Um, And I am looking forward to just enjoying my time that I spend on things more. Because time is an infinite thing in this universe. However, we have limited time. So every time we spend our time, we give someone our time, we spend our time on something, we need to really be asking ourselves, does it benefit us? Reading for me relaxes me. It benefits me. So if it's something that I enjoy, I need to make time for it. I don't have to work all the time. I need to make time for myself. And if I need that breather and that break away, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean that I'm not a hard worker. It doesn't mean anything is wrong or that I'm being problematic or anything else. What it means is, is that I am recognizing, acknowledging myself, validating myself and going, you know what? I just want to do something else right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. So if you've ever had that concern with yourself, don't. Understand that you have to enjoy your time. And you have to enjoy yourself and take care of yourself because you're really the only one who's going to be able to do it. So be healthy, be safe, take care of yourself, and just have a good day, guys. As we always say, don't let the go 